Welcome to Living Inside Out Today with host Joy Ross. Joy and her guests will help you learn how to think inside out so you can begin experiencing the God-given birthrights of joy, fulfillment, and freedom. Learn micro steps you can take today for macro results. It's time to dissect your everyday way of thinking. Now, here is your host, Joy Ross. Good day, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on where you are in the world. And welcome to Living Inside Out today. I'm your host, Joy Ross. Hey, I want to invite you guys right now to settle in. If you're able, grab a pen and some paper so that you guys can take notes and jot down some of the simple tips and action steps that we intend to share on today's show. And to my first-time listeners, welcome, you guys. I'm so glad that you are tuning in today. If you are listening for the first time, let me know where you're listening from in the world and let me know that today was your first day listening and let me know what you enjoyed about today. What encouraged you? What uplifted you? What did you learn today? What caused you to have an aha moment? You can send me an email at livinginsideouttoday at gmail.com. And hey, for all you frequent listeners, I am so grateful I don't take for granted that your time is valuable. Thank you guys so much for tuning in week after week. And here's the thing, you guys, whether I have personally met you or not, I sincerely have a deep love in my heart for all of the listeners because I know this about you. If you tune into this show, what I know about you is you have a desire to show up every day as the best version of you. And you know what? I share that commitment. I am firmly committed to personal development and I created this show specifically with you guys in mind. My intention for this show is to bring people on and have conversations that are uplifting, encouraging, inspiring, and to share stories of personal transformation from the inside out. On each show, we try to share simple tips, simple micro steps, actions that have worked for the guests on this show and the people that they serve, and that you guys might want to try in your own lives just to help you in your journey to live a life of joy, fulfillment, freedom, and abundance, and to just help you show up as the best version of you in whatever role that you're playing in your lives. My personal transformation journey is the inspiration for this show. And for those of you who have listened before, you're somewhat familiar with my story. But for those who have never listened and you're tuning in today for the first time, here's a little bit of my story. So for many years of my life, I lived according to what I call society's blueprint for success. I lived my life for a number of years checking off all the boxes and trying to achieve goals and reach different milestones, educationally, financially, relationally. And I did all of those things because what society often leads us to believe is if we do these things, if we check the boxes, if we reach and surpass 
the various milestones that at the end of that will be happiness, happy ever after, a rainbow, a pot of gold even. And here's the thing, while I am very grateful for all of the things that I have achieved, and I have achieved many goals in my life, and I'm so grateful and so blessed, here's what I've found. And here's what I received a deep revelation on. There is no amount of education. There's no amount of money. There is no amount of business success or titles or material possessions or living in the right neighborhood. None of those things, contrary to what society says, can bring us true joy, fulfillment, or happiness. Because here's the thing, you guys. The things that humans truly desire, the things that our souls crave, true joy, true fulfillment, true happiness and peace, those things only come from the inside. It's an inside out job, you guys. Those things, I believe, also come from being rooted and grounded internally. I believe that it is our thoughts It's our beliefs, our mindsets, our faith, our sense of identity and self-worth. Those are the things that truly determine to what extent we experience joy, freedom, and happiness. And what we as humans tend to do is reach outside of ourselves to acquire things and attain things in order to fill internal needs only to discover That once we have all the things, once we have all the stuff, our internal needs remain unfulfilled. That was my experience until I began to look internally and until I began to go on a deep spiritual journey. And I share more of my personal story, how I went from bondage to freedom, from lack to abundance, from anxiety to inner peace, from disappointment to fulfillment and joy, and the steps that I took along my journey to break free and experience transformation, I share uh, my story and information that I've researched that's been documented by science in my books. Um, If you are right now struggling with patterns of behavior, habits, addictions perhaps, or maybe you're cycling in and out of relationships that don't truly serve you and you can't seem to be able to break those cycles, you might find some useful information in my book, How to Break the Cycle of Temptation, Addiction, and Guilt from the Inside Out. If right now you are struggling in relationships where you keep finding yourself feeling heartbroken, disappointed, disillusioned, and wondering If perhaps it's you, maybe you just have trust issues. Maybe you no longer trust yourself. If that's you, you might find some helpful information in my book, The Truth About Trust, The Secret to Thriving in Any Relationship. I was inspired to write these books, to share the research that I've done and my own personal journey, because I really believe that when we go through valleys in life, when we go through challenges, and we come out on the other side, that our triumphs, our victories are not just for us, but others can learn from our testimonies. 
So I wrote these books for that purpose. And I really hope that if you check out either of those books that you will find there's something in there that actually helps you in your journey. You can check out both of those books on Amazon. Just Google or search for my name, uh, Joy with an I, last name Ross, R-O-S-S, or go on my website, joyross.com. You can get both of those books there. And there are some additional free resources on my website. But hey, I am grateful on the show to bring conversations with other people, to bring guests on the show who also have experienced personal transformation and all the guests that I bring on the show are using their gifts, their talents, their skill sets, their resources to serve others. And here's my hope. By hearing my story and the experiences of my guests, that you'll be encouraged, that you'll know you are not alone. You'll know that you matter. You were created for a purpose. And no matter what you're going through, no matter what your circumstances are, as you're listening today, whatever you're facing right now, here is the truth. If transformation could happen for me, and if it was possible for the guests on this show, guess what, guys? It can happen for you too. So our aim during today's conversation is to bring information. My desire is that something would be said today that will help you take just one small step forward because that's how transformation happens. One step at a time, day by day. So with that, let's get into it. Let's get into today's conversation. I am so thrilled and excited to have with me today, Kiwana Bullries. Kiwana is a therapist who's passionate about youth and education, and her focus is on empowering youth and adults to face and overcome adversity. Before becoming a therapist, she worked in a psychiatric residential facility serving youth with acute mental illness. Her primary focus has been on those who are classified as marginalized and underprivileged. As chairperson of the Education Committee for the DuPage County NAACP, Kiwana's primary role is to ensure that students of color are on the path to college or a successful career while working to eliminate racial inequities that plague our education system. And I will say I have known Kiwana for many years and I re affectionately refer to her as Kim. So I'll be calling her Kim today because she's also a friend of mine. So Kim, I'm so glad to have you on the show. Welcome and thanks for being here. Thank you, Joy, for inviting me. I am too excited about um, being on the show. And I, uh, my intention as well, as you had indicated, is there's something that will be said today that will inspire, that will give hope, that will um, that will um, make individuals even ponder the possibility of the greatness and the goodness that life has to offer. So um, I thank you for inviting me. I'm so pleased to be here. Absolutely. And I share that desire and intent for people listening today. So uh, Kim, let's, I like to start out every show I do with the same question. So I'm going to ask you what I ask 
all the other guests uh, because we are all about bringing stories, right, of how we've overcome adversity, how we overcome challenges and uh, the transformation that results from that in our lives. So just thinking about the past 24 to 48 hours or maybe this past week, can you share with us one challenge or obstacle that you faced and how you overcame it? And you can answer that however you like, uh, from a personal perspective or a business professional perspective. You, so you said within the past 24 to 48 hours. Okay. Yeah. Or the, or the past week. Okay. So you know, you- okay. I, I think I got one and, and, I think I have one for you. Um, so around these times, we are with family, right? The the holidays. And so we don't often uh, choose our families, but we choose our friends. <laughs> oh. Uh-oh. Where are we going with this? I love it already. So, I, you know, so for me, you know, when we gather with our families, when I gather with my family, there, there are always some judgments. I will say there are judgments. And so for me, being intentional to interact with family in a gracious and a loving way that brings out the best. And so that is not harboring or, or not, not, not thinking about the, the negative things that have happened, but being present around the table with one another and being grateful and, and articulating that. So that, you know, is always a challenge when you're bringing a myriad of your family members together with different personalities. So um, that was my challenge. <laughs> okay, you guys, I know we can't see each other, but just raise your hand if you can relate. If you're like, oh, me too. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, Kim, you know what I loved about that? Thank you for sharing that. I love that you said how you face that and navigate through it is to be intentional, you said, right? You said be intentional about being present and be intentional about being grateful and articulate that. So express your gratitude with your words in those moments that could otherwise be extremely stressful. Um, I love that. Thank you so much. And I'm taking away the part about articulating that because it's one thing to just mentally be, try to be present, right? And doing like sort of the internal self-talk or even like mentally being grateful. But I think there's power in speaking and articulating, hey, I'm grateful for this, right? It, it it sets in motion a different energy, right? It does set a different um, energy. And then the fact of saying to even someone that, say, for example, we all have relatives that uh, we all have them that maybe have had a fallen out. But when they're coming to your door to say, like, I am so glad to see you come in. So that welcoming spirit sets the tone. And so that intentionality about not being negative and about smiling, it's something about smiling. Mm. And so that, you know, that will begin to resonate. You know, you start inside. I'm really happy to see my family. Let's focus all with everything going on in this world today. What do we have to be grateful for? And so that's life. We're able to live. We're able to laugh. 
So I, I think so that um, articulating that and you're right, people often say it to themselves in their mind. But when someone hears it, how it makes them feel, it makes them feel warm. It makes them feel welcome. And therefore, you can begin to believe that your evening will go off just as you have planned it to go. I love that, Kim. I wonder uh, if for those of us who may have experienced, oh, I wish, okay, so like I didn't do that, right? <laughs> so like for people who are listening and it's like, oh man, this is good advice and I'm with you on the intention and yep, I did that, but I didn't actually put that positive energy uh, out there with my words, I'm thinking if that was somebody's experience who's listening right now, there's no reason why we can't do that in hindsight, right? Like pick up the phone and call that relative and say, you know what? It was really good to see you, right? Or in hindsight, right? Like I just realized I didn't express how grateful I was for your presence or whatever. We can always do that, right? Right. There is no excuse for not doing it. So don't give yourself excuses. So, and, and you can start today, today for the things that you wanted to say that was positive, do it today. It's very sad. Yeah. I love that. <clears throat> and I'm going to underscore that. And Kim, I'm going to uh, be making a couple of phone calls after we're done with today's show because I'm like, yeah, why not? And I love that you said we can always do it. It's never too late, right? And I think that goes perfectly with the theme of this show of living inside out, right? So if we want to be in a mode of gratitude, if we want to be putting out that positive energy, that grateful energy into the environment, we can choose every day to do that. Every day is a choice. Every day when you wake up, it's a choice. And so just if you know that that's your power that you have, you can do that. But don't be, um, I always say, you know, you have a choice to do the good, but also there are always the voices in the back saying, no, nah, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't give in to that fear. Because when you move forward, there's something beautiful that can happen. And so if you envision like what can happen by me saying, Hey, I haven't seen you or I, I thank you for coming. I, I love being, I love your energy. Something good can happen out of that. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. So you guys, we're going to take a short break, um, but don't go anywhere because on the other side of this break, we're going to continue conversation and get Kim's expert advice and opinions and thoughts on a variety of other topics that I'm sure will be a blessing and an encouragement and a help to all of us. So don't go anywhere. We're going to take a short break and we will be right back. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. 
If you are wondering why you can't seem to attain that feeling of joy, fulfillment, and freedom in your life, then you need to listen to Living Inside Out today. Your host, Joy Ross, will help guide you away from the outside-in way of thinking you've been taught to live. Joy and her expert guests will dispel myths and expose the beliefs that subconsciously hold us hostage, preventing us from experiencing true joy, fulfillment, abundance, and freedom. Living Inside Out today, Thursdays at 9 a.m. on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to Living Inside Out today with Joy Ross. Have a question for Joy or her guests? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show. Here again is Joy Ross. And welcome back from that quick break, everybody. So we are here uh, we're continuing our conversation with Kiwana Bori. So, Kim, I want to talk a little bit about your work as a therapist. And clearly, you have a passion for young people and working to address inequities in our education system. What led you to this work? And why are you passionate about this work? Mm, um, what what led me to this work? Um it was definitely transitioning um, because I didn't start here. I started out in the accounting and finance world, helping people manage their life, managing their wealth. Um, I mean, I had the opportunity to uh, teach in uh, an accounting course in college. And that led me to really, I love interacting with their youth. And what I found out is that with our young adults is that when they were having often issues within the classroom, it wasn't the issues in the classroom. It was the issues that were, were permeating from home. And so being a teacher, naturally then a counselor, you begin to talk about how do we how do we take care of those things that were at home that were causing, I want to say some emotional dysregulation or causing some sadness or anxiety and showing up. In class, and so um, from that, it led me. There was an opportunity after that. It was an opportunity where a young lady, um, she was about six years old. My husband and I came into her home um, after a family was disputing custody. The judge gave custody to us for a year, and I just started to see the, uh, the first of all, the trauma the depression, the anxiety, the conflict that happens in families that can really impact our young people and how they feel about themselves. And there's a system in which they, that is, is inoperating. And so um, trying to meet the needs of that young person along with the school system led me to reconsider my path, not only as a, a college counselor, but going into the clinical mental health profession. So that's landed me here was that experience with that little girl landed mm -hmm. me in this um, role as how can I help young people? How can I help families heal? Wow. And so you said, I, what struck me was you said there's a system that this, this trauma right. That young people experience a system that that operates within and, I want to sort of 
pick up on that and talk about trauma for a little bit. Trauma is something that has come up repeatedly um, with other guests on the show. And I've heard it said before that nearly all of us, regardless of ethnicity or economics, have experienced some form of trauma in our childhood um, that oftentimes can continue and roll over into our adulthood in ways that we may not even be aware of. Uh, what's your take on that? Okay, so my take, you know, so yeah, that term trauma is often thrown about and it, it's, it's almost like a, that's just like a buzzword. And we all have had negative experiences that have impacted our lives, but it's not really the event or the experience that has happened to us. It's how do we make sense of it and how do we internalize it? That is, um, that is trauma because as I said, bad things happen. But what is our interpretation of it? And so when we begin to parse through that and what's the story that we tell ourselves Mm. and how do we not become stuck? And when individuals experience often trauma, they experience typically like a high level of anxiety, Mm. which all anxiety is rooted in fear, whether that is you know, what What am I scared of? What do I not want to experience again? So that could be within the trauma, but also in life, right? What have I experienced that's holding me back from this opportunity? So then we, that means that we have to turn towards our fear, not run away from it, mm-hmm. and put these steps in action so then we become like champions, like more uh, overcomers. And so we are no longer... Um, we are no longer trapped by fear. We are liberated by it. Oh. Ooh, okay. Let's let's drill down <clears throat> on that because that's very intriguing uh, to me. A couple things as I'm taking notes um, here. So you said it's not the events that happen to us because bad things happen just to all of us, right, at some point or another, but it's more how we internalize and interpret what happens and the stories that we tell ourselves about those things, right, or about the stories we tell ourselves about what that means for us. What does that thing say about me, right? I'm reading that into it. You didn't say that. But is that included in there? We tell ourselves stories about the event and we tell ourselves stories about ourselves. Absolutely, Joy. We tell our we tell our story we tell ourselves stories about when that event happened. What did it do to me? How did it make me feel? What did it say about my yourself as a person? What did that do to your esteem? That's what we tell ourselves. But the most important question or the most important question to ask yourself, you know, once, you know, you've, you've, I would say you had some, sometimes some little bit time and distance is what did I learn from that? Mm. What am I doing today that will not either put me back there and help and will help me move forward? Because you have to do a little bit of reflection. And so when you know that it's, when you you know that you are growing, when you can look back and say, that was unfortunate. 
that thing that happened, whatever the thing is, you got to name it. Mm. You don't have to go into all the specificity because you yourself know. But you have to, that thing that happened was horrible. I wish it did not have happened. But this is how I'm using this to as a stepping stone to move into like this next season, uh, this next season of my life. This is this is what I've learned from it. This is the wisdom that I gained from it. Mm-hmm. You gotta have mm-hmm. you have to gain something. And I so love that. Yeah. Yeah. And so that in the psychology world, when you're when you're doing that, it's called integration. And often we're conflicted because we're not fully integrated. And that's the reason that typically individuals say, hey, can I, can I talk to you? We got some work to do. We, got, we have some work to do. So it's a doing thing as mm, well. I love that, Kim. So you guys, I'm going to repeat back because I heard Kim and what you just said, again, as I'm, I'm always taking notes and learning uh, on each show. And so I actually was going to ask this question, but you just answered it. I was going to ask you, so like when people experience trauma, what are some things that we can do to overcome the effects? But you basically just answered that question. And here's what I heard. I'm going to repeat it back for listeners who are also taking notes. So step number one is to reflect and then name it. Be honest about, okay, this thing happened. And then don't stop there, though, right? Don't stay there and wallow in it because step number two is ask yourself, okay, what did I learn from what happened? And step number three I heard you say is to then ask, okay, what am I doing today to move forward? So it's it's not a denial of what happened. It's no, igno- reflect, acknowledge, name it. And then what can you learn from it? And then what are you doing today or what can you do today to move forward? So I love that. Those are simple steps, not necessarily the easy to do, but clear steps that I think we all can attempt to put into practice starting today. So you also mentioned fear, right? That a lot of anxiety, um, stress is, is rooted in fear. And so how do we, is the goal to, uh, learn to navigate fear? Do we overcome fear? Do we try to get to a point where we don't have fear? Like, what's your take on that? And how do we navigate the fear journey? I, th- I think that's a, you ask a, a myriad of questions. So, mm-hmm. you know, fear or anxiety, but so we all have a natural uh, fear, a natural sense of anxiety that, that we embody. Um, but when you're looking at something that, that immobilizes you, that makes you stop, that, uh, that is what, that, that is the fear that you want to look at. It keeps you from progressing forward. So you have to identify that thing that you're fearful of, whether it is, you know, the the, the greatest uh, uh, anxiety typically is uh, social, the social, social anxiety, speaking on stage. Right. So that's very simple. Um, what is it that that you don't like? Well, you don't like being judged. Right. 
You don't like, um, you're, you're afraid that, you know, you won't be accepted. So in order to address that, you have to say, okay, what do I need to do to address this fear that will not, first of all, put yourself in, yourself in harm. You don't want to put yourself in, in harm's way, but you have to make, do something that will address that fear because once you engage with it, you will find out and you will discover that what your mind has the story that you've told yourself, it is not that at all. For people who are listening, who struggle with fear and anxiety, and I love that you use the fear of public speaking as an example, because I think, at least from the research that I've seen, typically that is among the top uh, general fears, right? It's like fear of speaking, fear of death, and uh, I don't know what uh, what the third one is, but you said then ask ourselves, what am I afraid of? And really like get to the root of that. What's causing me to be afraid? Is that a process? Because that sounds so simple, right? Based on your professional uh, expertise, is that something that most of us are usually able to do on our own, like ask those questions and actually get to the root? Or is that often something that really we should seek help um, with, you know, like with a therapist or a counselor or? I, I definitely think that if you, if it's causing, if you're not functioning, you know, if you're not functioning well, that is when you need to seek a therapist or someone who is a licensed practitioner. And yes, to identify, to become self-aware of your own self, first of all, to thy own self be true. And so identifying where did that start? particularly if it persists, often most fears start in childhood. Are you a good girl? Are you a bad girl? This is accepted by our parents. So, you know, so it mostly starts there. But once you have identified it, it is being aware how your body responds. And, you know, what what is it that you're feeling and thinking about yourself? Because it, anxiety, depression, it all still starts with a thought. I mean, now this is after I'm going to I'm going to put a little caveat in there. This is, you know, if you have all your dopamine and serotonin, if all those levels are correct. Right. Then it begins with a thought. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if I'm if I'm hearing that correctly, so what you're saying is in some cases there might be chemical reasons, biological reasons um, that cause fear, anxiety, depression. And that's a whole other thing, right? But presuming that physically, biologically, chemically, a person hasn't been diagnosed with a deficiency in some area, then these steps that you're outlining should work for all of us. These steps should work for all of us. If you, if first of all, the number one, when you look at anxiety, 19, 19 I pulled down some percentages, 19.1%, that's 48 a uh, million people deal with that. That is the first one. And then the second one is the is the the leading mental uh, disorder is depression. So if you're able to, the first thing when you come to a therapy, if you've never been in therapy, and and listen, therapy is not what you see on TV. Do not believe what you see on TV. <laughs> what is therapy? 
since you since you mentioned that, what what, what does know, that look like? Therapy is a relationship, right? Therapy is a relationship between the pra- the practicing clinician and the client. It's a relationship that's built on trust. It's a relationship that's built on trust and trust and non-judgmental. So then your defenses can be low. The things that come out in therapy often don't even come out with you if you're married, with your spouse, because there's no judgment. And the therapist's role is to help you, the client. That's it. Where, Where are we going? What are we doing? And I still value who you are regardless of what you're experiencing. We all have a story to tell. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Thank you. Kim, for that response. And I've never thought to ask that question before. I've had many people on who are therapists, counselors, and uh, I don't think I've ever asked them to define what is therapy, right? Um, So I love that you answered that the way that you did. And what jumped out at me is one of the reasons that perhaps we might need to go to a therapist or a counselor to help work through these questions is because you mentioned that the central thing is an environment that's non-judgmental. I think often we can judge ourselves. So if we are judging ourselves and being highly self-critical, then us trying to answer these questions on our own, like what am I afraid of? What What's causing this fear? I'm thinking sometimes our own mental chatter, our own uh, self-criticism could block our ability to really make progress because we're not always internally judgment-free. That's so good. That, well, what you just said is so good. That's right. Because we are not judgment-free, we need this external, right? This external voice to say, I see you and the fullness of who you are and have you considered have you considered looking at this from this perspective, that you are more than enough, that you are great, that you are not defined by your past? Mm-hmm. Have you considered that? Like, hmm, I really never thought about it because I'm always being judged, right? And we're, we're, we, we, lean, we lean, lean more to a negative mindset than a positive. Mm-hmm. So you have to have that, some of the jog that, you know, within yourself. Have you ever thought about it? Well, why can't you? Why wouldn't they want you? Hmm. I am loving this conversation. You guys don't go anywhere. We're going to take our last and final break, but we're going to come back on the other side of the break. We're going to talk a little bit about how to create new pathways in our brains. Uh Kim, you said to me in a prior conversation that we can actually do that. That's intriguing to me, especially for for those who might struggle with negative self-talk and being self-critical. So how do we stop that cycle and create these new ways of thinking? We're going to get into that, you guys, on the other side of the break. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device. 
including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. You are listening to Living Inside Out Today with Joy Ross. Have a question for Joy or her guests? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show. Here again is Joy Ross. And welcome back, everybody. So right before we broke, we were talking with Kiwana Pulris about something that I think affects most, if not all of us, regardless of where we are in our personal transformation journeys. And that is this this whole area of negative self-talk, self-criticism, self-judgment. So this is the things that we tell ourselves about ourselves. So Kim, talk to us about that for a little bit, because I think this is really a huge thing that if, if, if you can enlighten us um, on this process and, and more importantly, how we can reverse this, how can we begin to move toward more positive self-talk and being less critical of ourselves, less judgmental, because that's not something that we just decide to do. And then, oh, I chose it yesterday and then I wake up today and now I don't have a single negative thought ever, right? That's not how it works. So what are, break this down for us and help us with some simple tips that we can all start applying today. So I want to validate what you were saying just a few minutes ago. We just don't wake up thinking these negative thoughts. We are really wired to, um, to, for the negative to come to our foresight, you know, before the positive. So you think about the, the primitive self, right? If you, if you heard this, uh, term fight, flight, or freeze, we as human beings, we're always looking, scanning our environment. What's wrong? What's wrong? Because we want to make sure that we're safe. And so that that is typically looking for something that is wrong. So when we see people, we're, it could be what's wrong. So you see yourself, what's wrong with myself instead of saying what's good with myself. So we are wired that way. So to undo this process, we have to intentionally engage in talking to ourselves differently. I'm gonna, and I'm going to give you a term and your audience have probably heard it since they've been with you uh, for some that have been with you, neuronal pathways. In our brain, when we see a circumstance or often see ourselves, you think, oh, I'm no good or this won't work out. If you can imagine your brain is like a little river, like a, you know, just a river. As you access those negative thoughts, I'm no good, I'm no good, this is not going to work out. Yeah, let's see what happens. Just imagining your river widening. You're creating an automatic pathway to the negative thought. So in order to create new neuronal pathways, so you want that, that river to dry up and create a new way of thinking. You begin to say, for every negative thought, you, be, you begin to prep yourself and even say it, I am good because... And then you fill in the blank. I am worthy 
because I deserve this opportunity. And it's going to take practice. But what you will find out if you practice is that over time, I would just say do it for a week. One thing that you've been critical and do the opposite, say what it, what you are and the why, and you will notice you will begin to pivot to that positive interaction, that positive thought. But it will take practice because in science, it says neurons that wire together, they fire together. So the more that you think this way, then you become more like positively inclined to think about this could happen instead of this negative thing is most likely to happen. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. Yeah. And I love the visual. Think of our minds as a river. And as we think negative thoughts, literally it widens. So we're creating a broader, broader and broader space for more negativity to flow. That's a powerful visual, but I love the simplicity, Kim, of these actions that we can take. So here's, here's what I captured is that there's power in what we say, because what I heard you saying is how we can begin to reverse that. And it's not something that happens overnight. So this is something that needs to become a practice um, if we want to really see long-term improvement, right? That's what I'm hearing. So it's a practice. It's not, it's not a one and done. So for every negative thought, say the positive and the why. So Reinforce. like if I'm, right. So if I'm thinking about myself Let's take your example of getting up on stage and having to speak in public or whatever, right? <clears throat> For a person who had been saying to themselves, oh, I can't do this. I can't speak in front of this audience. I'm not, who am I? I have nothing to say. They can say to themselves out loud, no, I belong here and I'm going to do well because... I'm prepared or because I have expertise in this area. So I know what I'm talking about or because whatever the because is, but I'm hearing that there's power in that because. So it's not enough to just say, oh, I'm worthy or, oh, I'm deserving, but put the why in there. Did I hear you correctly? Yeah, you, you, you put the why because the why validates your first statement. And here it is. Why is so good to articulate it. People think, oh, you know, am I talking to myself? Say, yes, I'm talking to myself. Because the cells within your body, and it's proven out during the research, your cells are listening. So the thing that you are thinking about, the things that you are meditating about, they are listening. So if you begin to say, I'm so nervous, I'm so nervous, I'm so nervous, nervous will nervousness will present itself in a bodily form. Yeah. So, you know, I am not nervous. It is well with me. It's going to work out. Deep breathing. And what you will notice is that you begin to calm down and your body will begin to follow your thoughts. Point blank. Your am body I feelings will begin it. to follow. Your thoughts. Yeah, I love that you put the emphasis on the why, because what also occurred to me, and I think a lot of our listeners, this will resonate with as well. I think, you know, we hear so much about things like, oh, positive affirmations. And I don't say that to be flippant, right? But positive affirmations, say positive affirmations. But what I'm hearing that you're breaking down for us right now is it's not just about making a positive statement. 
but what's most important really is the why. So I just, I'm repeating that back because I know that there are a lot of people and I know we've had a lot of conversations on this show where people, you know, the topic of positive affirmations have come up. And so, and I know that there are people who have tried that and they've decided, oh, that doesn't work. But the thing is, is that positive affirmations is just half of the story. That's what I'm taking away. Mm -hmm. So it's the positive part is half. The other half is the why and being able to make the full statement. I am worthy because I deserve this because. So I never really heard anybody speak to that piece before. And that's why I'm drilling down on that. And I know that if this is new information to me, it's also a new or perhaps an aha for some of our listeners. So I I love that you um, brought that out. And I just want to encourage people who might be listening saying, yeah, I've tried positive affirmations, but I still feel negative. Well, have you tried putting the why that's good behind the statements? Yeah. That that's you could be a counselor, Joy. <laughs> well, I do coach and have counseled, uh, but this is not about me. This is not about me and my background. Uh, my background just comes through in, in my curiosity and the questions that I ask. But Kim, on a similar note, in my research on things like addictions, uh, habits cycles and patterns of behavior. One of the things that kept coming up that I found just so interesting that I want to ask you about, because it's related, uh, I think, to what we're talking about with this, how to overcome our negative thinking, um, is growth mindset. So there's a lot, there's a large body of research that says the one of the main differences between people who are able to break habits break cycles, break patterns, and then sustain that over a period of time versus people who break a habit and then they fall back into it or break a cycle or a pattern and then fall back into it is a growth mindset. So can you just speak to us? I think growth mindset and um, positive thinking or overcoming negative thoughts is kind of connected Um, so I just wanted to touch on that and get your take just quickly on the impact of growth mindset. I I think, um, having a growth mindset is, and, and that is having, thinking about the possibility that you can, and then engaging in the action. So you think about, I'm, I take it to the simplest terms, a student who has probably gotten like a, uh, a C, right. And they have had, uh, They've only they've only gotten C's. And so they have someone, a, t- a teacher who believes that they can do be- better and say, have you ever thought about, Johnny, I will um, that you could get an A and this is what I would like you to do. I would like you to come to my class just twice a week. Do you think you can do that? Do you think that you can do that? And then Johnny says, because Johnny feels like this person uh, wants the best for him, we can say, you know, I think I can do that. And I think I can learn that material. So he shows up. 
So now he's not limited or you're not limited or I'm not limited to being stagnant if, if I don't want to be stagnant with the sea. Being stagnant with, you know, I'm comfortable where I am. I don't want to grow anymore. I don't want to think about the possibility. So that you need a growth uh, mindset. I, I really think to to drive, I think there's a part of the self that knows that there's more. And when one settles, they're in, they begin to have this inner conflict. Because within the self, there is there is a knowing that there's more. But whether they have are in the right environment, surrounded by the right people, I'm saying this when you're young, but as you become more self-aware or or think I can do this, I will try to do it instead of saying I won't try, I will try. That's the growth mindset. I will try and I will see. Mm-hmm. Wow. I love, thank you for that answer. I love that you brought out the point that, which is very intriguing. Uh, maybe we'll have to have you back, Kim, um, because I have so many things that were on my notes that we didn't even get to today and we're almost out of time. I just want to repeat back that point you made though, about there being something internally within all of us that intuitively knows when we are settling and when we're in that state of settling, it actually produces internal conflict. Mm-hmm. That's a deep thought. And I just want to encourage uh, listeners who that may have struck a chord with that if that is you, remember what Kim shared with us. We don't have to settle. We can begin to change how we think and um, how we begin to move forward today. Like we can choose that, okay, I'm not going to settle anymore. So I just wanted to say that. I felt that maybe somebody was listening who has begun to settle and they're feeling internal conflict. And I think you just illuminated that that's a normal reaction. And that's our internal, like intuitive, our intuition really flagging us, uh, giving us a signal that, hey, you you can... Like Johnny, hey, Johnny, did you know you don't have to settle for a C, that you can go for the A? I think that's just a keen takeaway. So whoever that was for, and you guys, we are out of time. Can you believe that? Uh, Kim, thank you so much for being with us today and uh, sharing your knowledge. You guys, I want to know what spoke to you today. Drop me a note, livinginsideouttoday at gmail.com. Let me know what resonated. What one tip uh, was shared that you're going to start to implement and try today? Or what one point was made that caused you to perhaps think a little differently? What encouraged you? What helped you? I want to know. And if you have questions about anything that was discussed today, please reach out and let me know. Uh, We want to provide answers and the information to help you guys show up as the best version of you. And until next time, I will leave you with this final tip. And you guys know around here, TIP is an acronym for transformation is possible. It's a step-by-step journey that begins with making a choice to live inside out today. Until next week, love and peace. 
Thanks for listening to Living Inside Out today with Joy Ross. We hope today's episode has been insightful and helped open the doors in your life to the joy, fulfillment, and freedom you have been seeking. Until we talk again, have a beautiful week. 